I'm not giving you anything to use as a sound bite, Daryl. All right. Make up your own intro. Fancy Frankfort report icon. Frankfort! We got people waiting. Don't make me call you Frankfort like the sausage. Whoa! Where's your mic? Where's your mic? Where's my speakers? Hey, hey. There we go. Look at the haircut on the guy. You yeah, look fantastic. Is... Oh, why, thank you. Appreciate that. You look like a, a you... young Tom Hanks. Oh, for God's sakes. Is that not good? Peter. Is that not good? He's young a famous Tom actor. Hanks. Oh, that is, this John Travolta. You look like a young John Travolta. I do. I look like Forrest Gump, bro. <laughs> <laughs> put two and two together i'm not good that at compliments is horrendous i'm going but, to change my shirt i look like forrest gump where's my hat john travolta's good you know patrick swayze john travolta this is what you get when you mix john travolta and tom hanks daryl <laughs> <laughs> oh. frankfort hello everybody okay well quickly before our bring, we bring on our amazing guest um a lot of pan a lot of panic in the market panic from from buyers am i gonna overpay is the market going down what should i do right a lot of it, panic from sellers but the buyers are like this is not getting more affordable what what's going on here the prices are going down and it's getting more expensive for me yep but this at the sellers know i'm i'm not in the best position here and that I need to be able to move on. The agents, the agents are panicking, Daryl. Agents are panicking. The agents Tell are me, panicking. What are you worried about, TK? Well, you know, different things that I panic about would be like, you know, taking on a client who is not uh, necessarily um, prepared to do what it takes in this market on, on either side, right? Because some some people, you know, from they a make leverage much, standpoint or an affordability in, in, standpoint. In any in any case, you know, people some people are just going to make it really hard on themselves, right? And then they blame us. When everything goes really well, they are geniuses, and when things go horribly wrong, their realtor's an idiot, right? And there's just sometimes clients who just don't get what needs to be done, and you know, we advise and we we uh, you know suggest and we demonstrate but you know there's plenty of people who aren't in the position to listen and we even forecast we even have to outline exactly how things are going to go from here and why this will now be something that they are going to regret in the future i'm going to go see a guy today who's on the market in march on the market in March. On the market in March, and he did not get good advice on how to sell his home. Oh, he's been on the market since. He was March. on the market in March and April, little quite a while, maybe a total of two months, March and April, maybe the whole month, something like that. Regardless, now I'm going to see him today to deliver the news. What's the news? What vicinity? The news of is the, that of... the price that he felt was too low back in March is now a fantasy. 
is now way too high. It's a fantasy. It's no. not even close to. Where possible. are we in in the uh, uh, Durham the GTA? Durham. Durham. Yeah. Durham. Yeah. Durham. We've been talking a lot about Durham, and that makes sense, right? Because we talked a lot about Durham being crazy on the way up, right? Yeah, like Durham, Durham stabilizing. There's actually a lot of multiple offers. There's things going on, but this particular individual, um, the the challenge is, I'm sure he got an offer or had some idea on what the place was worth back bad then. Bad advice. Bad advice. And because he did not get the correct advice, Ooh. he then decided not to sell at that point this episode is brought to you by landlord this landlord software is a game changer you upload your properties right you upload all the information income expenses timelines mortgage details everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio and as you go through real-time adjustments in you know rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else they're going to actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient. And it just breaks everything down for me in a way that I've never seen before. Like Excel spreadsheets just don't cut it. I don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free. Please click the link below for your free trial offer. We're here with the boys at the Canadian Real Estate Show. If you guys like what you're seeing and it's providing you value, hit that subscribe button, press that like button, leave us a comment below. Let's go. Ring the damn bell. Ring that damn bell. Ring it. Can I, can I tell you, back in 2006, when I built my first house, the market was bananas. I think the house was for sale in 2007. And I got an offer and I didn't like it. And my realtor said, Daryl, the first offer is the best offer. You may never get another offer. I was like young and stupid. And I listened to this guy because it was literally my first project. I had no idea. I was so in over my head and he used it to his advantage, got a quick sale. And I was like, I've spent the last, uh, how long has it been since then? 16, 17 16 years. years going like, what the fuck did I listen to that guy for? Can I do a little just quick story? Because I want to bring in our guests. Yeah. We got an offer three days ago on a property. That was the best offer. And my guy said no. Uh, and we are now begging for that this, offer to came back. And it did come back. This is a down market though. When I when my realtor did it, it was like it was crazy booming. It 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 uh it did come back now with conditions. Right? Sure. Sure. Three days. It is tough out there. Listen, yeah, depending so, on the scenario, it's tough. Try dealing with land right now. It's a fucking nightmare out there. Yeah. At least for me. <laughs> so far so good for me all right let's bring in our guests we got lots of yes. good stories here because we have somebody who is fearlessly navigating this market it's crazy and it's been any exactly a year. for the media and the news and what's being said out there and we're going to hear his story today we're bringing back on zach walpole one year ago today he set out on a mission and we are here to see how that mission is going he is oh hey. you look exactly the same yeah he he keeps in shape gentlemen how are you today zach all right my man hello 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 what is happening? Are you in a hotel room i'm in a hotel room the lovely comfort inn in cornwall yes i am Cornwall already right off the bat right off the bat i'm grinding out here guys grinding Absolutely, you, you are. 
Look at you. So th- I guess you're uh, doing some 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 business in Cornwall. I am. I'm finding the more that I'm here, the more great things are happening. So why not mm. try and uh, be here as much as I can? You know what I mean? Absolutely. I absolutely know what you mean. Get in front of those people. They're chasing down yeah. at the gas stations. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you got, you selling your property? Hey, right? Zach. Look, it's Zach. Zach knows everything about the neighborhood. That's we're gonna right now. That's right. what we're, we're gonna For catch sure. up, people, because we've 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 also been expanding our business, Zach, and we have more subscribers and viewers than we did a year ago. Amazing. So some people haven't seen the episode from a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So quick recap: Zach is a. There you go. Daryl's pointing to the link. Click on it. Zach is a real estate investor who started real estate investment only in the post or during the pandemic Mid. world. Yeah. And mid-pandemic world, thank you. Um, you know, got educated, researched, figured out what type of strategy he wanted to use. Has implemented that strategy. He had a couple properties, couple doors. When we talked to him about a year ago, now he's expanded, and we're getting the update from Zach, and he's going to tell us exactly what's going on. Thank what's you very much for that. I going that. on. So Cornwall, Ontario. First of all, t- tell us about Cornwall, Ontario. What have you learned about it, and why are you more interested in it? Give us the lowdown. Cornwall is, um, it's a great little town. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie guys. It's, uh, it's pretty nice down here. You're right on the river access to, you know, maybe you got the U S access on the border there. You have Montreal an hour away. You have Ottawa an hour away. I think it's a little gem and it's always kind of had this, um, stigma to it. Obviously they used to call it a name. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the armpit of Ontario is what it used to be called. That's helpful. (laughs) but things are changing guys things are changing out here right and uh, I'm noticing a lot of people moving into Cornwall but not too many moving out because if you live in Cornwall where are you going right so so but where are they going when the people move in and buy their houses or you come in and buy their houses good question I mean I guess they're just shifting around but again if you're in Cornwall like there's not much else you know as far Anything. as wise, there's no lower you can go. Is that what you're trying to say? In the armpit of Canada? I mean, what's lower than that? But, well, okay. that's, well, that's the old nickname. So I think that's the old nickname. nickname. It doesn't exist. Yeah, what's the, the new nickname? Yeah. Um, Opportunity. Hidden gem. I don't know. Hidden gem. Yeah. Cornwall. The yes. hidden gem. Kind of like how you labeled the last episode was like the secret town in Cornwall with that emoji, don't, uh, that cover shot on. Right. Yeah. Don't Not ruin his secret, game yeah. over here, Daryl. That's gonna... those thumbnails of yours always causing problems. <laughs> Tell us about Car- Cornwall. Where yep. are people working? And where is Cornwall? <laughs> in one year, you haven't even looked at the map, eh? Just to see he knows where, where it is. He knows I where don't. It is. Where's Cornwall? I, I'm guessing well, it's east based on the Ottawa, Montreal um, comment the earlier. The farthest east you can get, the farthest uh, major, minor, small city you can get in Ontario. So that's where it is. Really? Um, I think a lot of companies are noticing like the accessibility. So they're bringing some transport truck companies here. Um, they have Walmart, the Walmart distribution center, which is like a, you know, $40 million facility that, um, services all the hubs. Um, this is a new facility. Yeah. They just opened, um, last year, last year. Yeah. And they have, they they finished their hiring. Dude, if, if people need jobs, there's literally so many jobs available here, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the cost of living is so much cheaper, right? So we they're hurting. townhouse people. site in Cornwall, TK. I know, right? Good. 
So, okay. Uh, so, so you got expansion on jobs, right? Which yeah. is as a real estate investor, that's something you're looking in. You want to see job growth. Mm. You want to see the employment being stable. Sure. You want to see population growth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So these I are the average things. price of a single family house in uh, Cornwall. Honestly, you can get, uh, you can get some for like 200, 250. That needs a little bit of work. Single family bungalow. What? Yeah. But, like, but let's say a night, let's say a nice renovated house. That's like, you know, you, you can, you can spend 500 K in Cornwall and get a beautiful house. Sure. That's, you know. Yeah, for sure. To, I mean, to live in 200 yeah. on the low end. family. Like, yeah. yeah 200 on the low end. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you get for 200? Like a teardown? No, like a, you know, maybe a 80 year old bungalow, something like that. Yeah. But you can go and get something that's been built, you know, more recently, let's say like a, you know, 30 or 40 year old house for yeah. 500 yeah. K and, sure. and, and it'd be like a decent house that you would have in a subdivision here in, you know, Richmond yeah. Hill or, or Whippy exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. And so what kind of rent can you get for that house? Uh, you know, you, so for my units, they're, they're renovated, like to, they're very nice, my units. So, you know, I'm getting 1600, 1700 bucks for a two bedroom plus utilities um you know you can get 18 for a three Amazing. bedroom yeah so when you're looking at your you know your value and your your cash on cash return return on investment it's 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 great it's phenomenal actually right so and then yeah. are you are you separating the basement in that arrangement and renting that as a separate space or is that all included in that 1900 or well well in that lower tier price like these there the basements are pretty much crawl spaces so you're not uh you know in those like really old homes those 80 year old homes they're mostly all crawl spaces so the basement could be finished but it's not like livable so storage yes right but 18 i'm seeing some places you know some newer places semis like four bedrooms for 24 2500 bucks so the market the market's here right but yeah I heard there's a lot of applications when people put up a rental, like you have oh, yeah. like a, a real shortage in rentals, like we're seeing everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same right? thing. So they're, they're, they're slowly building more um, newer houses and affordable housing and all these things. There's a lot of land out here. Right. So I think um, with like the boom of how everything happened during COVID and everything, now they're just trying to catch up a little bit. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Cornwall's cool. growing. So Cornwall's growing. Yeah. We know that, uh, prices okay yeah. like prices have come up a lot in cornwall over the yes. last couple of years yep what are they doing right now um they're coming back down a little bit so i'm seeing you know there's a lot of properties that are on the market right now and you know six months ago that wasn't the case you know there was maybe a couple handful of properties right um, but now, you know, everyone's kind of scared, you know, investors are scared, people are scared because of the interest rates. So things are sitting right now. Right. But for me, when, when I work out my numbers and I see the value, like there's still a ton of deals out there to be had, right. For, for my strategy, which is the burst strategy. Right. So buy and holds. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely slowed down a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Just why is, why is Zach Walpole not as afraid as the other investors out there? What is it that Zach's doing that is preventing him from being frozen in fear? Um, well, I've educated myself a hell of a lot, right? And just, it comes to the numbers, man. If your numbers work and you're cash flowing and uh, it all makes sense, then why not, right? Like, um, I, I try and hit the 1% rule, which is the, um, you know, you're getting your rent amount per month, 1% um, of the purchase price. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can hit that, which you can, then, you know, it's pretty much in my books. Um, Reno when you buy it? Uh, after Reno. After Reno. Okay. After. Yeah. 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 Your purchase price or total cost? 1% so percent of purchase price. price. So you yeah. add 150 grand. Total, and that total cost. Count? Everything. After everything's total done. Cost. After everything's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. So like the multi units, if you're buying it for 300,000 and you can get $3,000 in rent, you're cash flowing 500 bucks net easily, right? Yeah. With your down. Now, easily. At what kind of interest rates and what kind of equity position? Um, well, I try and overestimate on the interest rates. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a 6% interest rate. And, uh, and is everything on a fixed or uh, variable? Are we variable? Variable, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was at a party last night and people <laughs> were freaking out about their variables, man. And oh, yeah. some of the stuff people were saying to like make themselves feel better. I, I don't even understand what, what they were talking about, to be quite honest with you. But like this guy, this guy is holding a nice variable rate mortgage and uh, trigger rates coming up really soon, man. Yeah, I yeah. Wonder. So, so, so the stuff that you've been buying over the last year, are you variable? Yeah. So I go in variable on everything because I'm trying to do the burn, right? So I'm trying to turn it over as quickly as possible. So, you know, at the time it was a cheaper rate than a fixed rate, plus all the fees um, when you break that mortgage to go to refinance and everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, and historically too, variable rates have been lower than fixed rates um, on a yearly average. Um, Who knows what's going on right now, right? It's, it's pretty crazy right now, but even a variable, I mean, I'm pretty confident in it. The numbers are here, man. The value's here. The rent is here. Um, are we counting on appreciation uh, as I part think, of our model? I think appreciation is always there. I'm a strict, at the moment, buy and hold guy. So appreciation is just kind of like the icing on top of the cake, in my opinion, because I'm going to hold these things for 10, 15 years, right? And by that time, I mean, you know, two thirds of the mortgage is going to be paid down and all these other things. Right. So I'm a cash flow, mainly cash flow investor. Um, and there's a lot of houses out here that are in rough shape. So that's perfect for me because I love, I love doing renovations as well. Right. So, and so you can, yeah. you can put money in, rent them out, refinance them yep, and still cash flow. Yes, sir. Without counting on appreciation. Yes, sir. So the appreciation is not, is not what you're saying, Daryl. The appreciation is not the land appreciation from the market. It's because he's done the renovations, right? These are residential mortgages. So they're not looking at the income of the property as, as much. That's just how they qualify it for the buyer. But as far as the value, they'll use use comparables year over year. Like it it has to be some appreciation in this model for it to work. Exactly. But even if, you know, let's say you buy a real shithole and it's, you know, 200 grand and then you put in, $50,000 $50,000 worth of renovations, but now it's, it's a livable home and those homes are selling for 300. The appraiser comes in at 300. Right. Right. So the, that's the appreciation, but it's through the forced appreciation of the renovations, exactly. not because he's saying the market's going right. to go up and I'm not going to do anything with it, which if that happens, great. But in this market, this is why investors are on pause right now yeah. is because their model was I'm going to go in, I'm going to buy something. I'm going to let the market do its thing. I'm going to look like a genius. And then I'm going to take out my money and tell everyone how much I know. What do you think about that? Investors that, that go down that, that have that as their model. What do you guys think about that? Just- I think they're all getting killed right now. And they're all yeah. going to be, they're not going to be real estate investors for very much longer. It's exactly. good when it's good. It's yeah. good when it's good. Listen, 
But all those guys, if they were listening to the right people when they started warning, they would not have got killed like they got killed. Yeah, so like you're, you're talking, I think Daniel Foch said it on Twitter today or yesterday. It's like they're not investors. When you, when you buy something like that, like as a one-off, even if it's an investment for you, you are not a friggin' investor. Exactly. Like a, a guy who bought a house and is renting it out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so but now. Isn't the Burr method in the current environment almost impossible to pull off more? Like, oh man, you, no. Okay, so talk me through this. Okay, so for instance, so I've done three full Burrs, pulled out all my capital, um, my investors' capital from each one. So um, rough example, um, you know, you buy it. Do you want me to talk about my specific property or let's go? Man. Let's yeah, get into go. it. Let's get into it. In. Weeds, okay. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Cornwall, everyone. Zach's already bought all the properties over there. All right. Find your own place to invest. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay. You can invest with, with him. Uh, hey, hey, I'm always open, boys. I'm always open. taking on. I have a table. bunch of properties under contract right now. So I'm. This is the Canadian to... Real Estate Show Fund, Cornwall edition. We're, <laughs> we're, we're accepting minimum investments of. 5k yeah like 50 let's try 50 that's what i said unless you want to <laughs> um okay well let's get into it i mean uh so the, the first property i bought was on guy street um it's a duplex we bought it last year uh we bought it in may of 2021 um it's an up and down duplex and there was a tenant already i think i, I talked about this but i'll give you all the, the full recap numbers recap a recap um, there was a fire upstairs previously. So the place was gutted when we got it. There was still a bit of fire damage. It wasn't a major fire, but I think the seller had come in and done some of the, um, the demolition already because the city required it or however. Um, so we bought that one for 135 in May of 2021. <laughs> we put down $25,000 and we got, <laughs> we got this seller. You're going to be chuckling a lot through all this. <laughs> uh, we got the seller to finance uh, the remaining 110 grand for one year at 3.5%. So we were paying him $350 a month to hold this property. But so you we could were, have got like 1% then, no? Not, I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just asking, what were rates back then? Um, yeah, probably one and a half or something. So variable. Hold the mortgage. Yeah, it's crazy. Right, but we didn't need yeah. to qualify for a mortgage, right? Exactly. So that yeah, was it's like there. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> three fifty a month. <laughs> yeah. So we went in there. We renovated upstairs. It's a. We switched it from a one bedroom. I think they had it as a one bedroom through MPAC or the city. Um, we switched it to a two bedroom. Renovated oh. everything. Um, got a tenant in there for like fourteen hundred bucks at the time. Fourteen hundred bucks, which was like. We were, we hit all of our numbers and some, so, you know, we thought it'd be worth this. We went over that. We thought we could get rent for this. We went over that. Right. We thought our renovation budget would be this. We went over that. So that's oh, there's a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but hold on. Let's go through these numbers. We're talking numbers. Yeah. So how much okay. did we put into the reno? 65 grand. Okay. So 135 plus 65. So we're at 200. Did I do that right? TK? You got it. We were all in for 200. Um, all of our costs, 200,000 total. Including the 350 a month for the for the VTB? Yeah. 
Yeah. 65, and I say 65 reno, but that's, sorry, that was our, our lump sum cost after buying the place, right? And so your Closing partner cost, put okay. in all the equity to start off. You had a partner bring in the the, the, the deposit? Yep. And then and it's 50-50, the two of you? 50-50, yep. yep. All right, cool, go. Um, so we did the renos, we got a renter in there, and then we refinanced it. We started the process in March and May 1st, or a little before May 1st, we got our appraisal back and it was worth 310,000. Look at and that. That was also <laughs> with, um, the siding wasn't complete on the exterior because we redid the siding. So they came and appraised it without the siding done. So I'm sure we would probably would have got another 10 to 15. We were banking on 300, we were banking on 275 originally, but we got 310. When is this? When is this refinance? What month in 2021? May 1st, May, um, May 2022 is when our first year later payment was. Yeah. So over a year. Just recently. Yep. Yep. And where did you borrow money from? A, a lender or a B lender or another? Uh, B lender. B lender. B lender. Yeah. At what kind of rate? He's got uh, 4.23%, I think. In May, you got 4.2% on yep. this? Oh, yep. variable, variable, variable. Okay, yep. okay. Wow, um, so we're cash flowing how much a month? Why right not now, Why not go fixed when you refinance? Yeah, good question, TK. Um, you know why? Because I think our plan is, now that the siding's done, mm -hmm. um, I think our plan is to refinance again in six months. Okay. We're going to get more value out of it, right? Okay. So. Uh, just asking yeah and, and there's not a right answer there just because like you know at the time oh, there's you all kinds of things you, what you wanted now. to do yeah yeah you yeah. could chop this up a million ways you could have paid 200 grand cash for the whole thing yeah for sure for sure what's so the now, so what's an interest payment now per month um good question off the top of my head i don't even know because my partner is dealing with all the finances what are you cash flowing? Just tell us what. Yeah, you're cash what, what's like if total expenses and total revenue and cash flow? Um, so we're cash flowing six hundred bucks net. Hundred bucks, and you're getting fourteen hundred bucks a month. So now we're getting fifteen hundred because we had that that tenant actually moved out. We have a new tenant in there, so we're getting fifteen hundred plus electrical upstairs, and we're getting a thousand dollars plus utilities downstairs. So, so, so what, what's it, what's super important to me is that the refi happened in May. Right. Like well, you were able to, you didn't have like a, a whole bloody problem financing this thing in May. Right. We started the process in, in uh, middle of March. So, so did it get hairy along the way at any point? Like were they really, flipping man. and flopping? Not so really. This is crazy. No, he's got a yeah. nicely renovated place. That's still exactly. reasonably, you know, exactly. reasonably the price in that them, area 310. Yeah. We gave them a, a, a package. Um, an appraisal no, but package. the appraiser wasn't like probably out to lunch bananas is the point, right? Like it, it was yeah. not in the peak where it was appraised at some stupid number and he got good financing. It was like after things were going to For hell, sure. yeah, yeah, appraisers yeah. are like covering their asses now and lenders are like doing actual due diligence now, right? For so sure. This is actually pretty impressive. This is crazy. Okay. Yeah. And I think with appraisers, with the market out here, people don't know what's going on, right? So appraisers are very, <laughs> I guess with everywhere too, right? But appraisers are very, you know, I was there for the appraisal. I buttered them up a little bit, you know. You brought I him a, a double, double. It. And he's just yeah. like, hey, he's that. Package. How are you? I yeah. talked to him for an hour after we were done. I talked yeah. to him about his properties, blah, 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 right? So yeah. if you build a good relationship with these guys, you know, they'll 
smart, smart, smart. Yeah. They're not going to screw you. They're not going to go and stick their neck out, but they just won't be like, you know what? Screw these guys. I don't like the color of flooring they've got. No, and but come in low. And that's before the they write the report, they'll give you a call and they'll say like, what do you think about sure. 310? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't well, talk did numbers you, did with you. Look at, I can't talk numbers look, with you, but. Uh, did you look at you the know. house around the corner? That was 375. And, and did you see the one that was over there? That was 360. And oh right okay let me let me call you back yeah, yeah so we gave how them- do you feel about 355 well i don't i don't want to mention a price right but you know my office is located at 310 <laughs> king street east uh, do you know where that is is that in the <laughs> proximity so i want to hear the deal TV. so that was the first one we heard that one yeah. and this is the the uh, happy ending so the yeah. uh refinance okay yeah. The second How much do we arc. pull out? How much do we pull out of the refi to buy the next one? Uh, so we got 310. We left in 25%. Um, so, you know, we got 54 grand, I think it was. Yeah. Awesome. And, then and that was enough equity. to buy something else. Look at this. Exactly. And our equities in there and everything, right? So it was, and that was my first one, right? So when this was all going down, it was just like, I was nervous. But when it all went through, I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing, right? So... Uh, so yeah, that's the first one. And, and they all went just as smoothly with no issues. No, issues. I hate to say that. The renovation there was, was but that a was a good one. Yeah. Was a, you fire, you bought, you bought a, you bought, right. Yeah. You bought right. 135. You think. Yeah. And you still can't, and we can't say you refinanced to Daryl's point. We can't say, Oh, you refinanced in February. That's in why. Peak, you did well. yeah. No, you refinanced it closed in May. The appraisal happened probably in March or April and you know, prices had already starting to fall a little bit. So. Yeah, for sure. Good, good. Amazing. All right. Amazing. Next one. Yeah. Next one. Next one is uh, another duplex. Um, so I found this house on Kijiji in probably July of 2021, maybe June. Duplex, and July, Kijiji. Okay. I immediately called these people and I started to develop a relationship with them. So I went by to see the property. Um, they told me, so it's an up and down again, both two bedroom units, the downstairs unit was going to be vacant on closing. So, you know, when you get a vacant unit, you know, you got to kind of maybe overpay a little bit, I would say. Um, but that's okay because, you know, my strategy is to go in there, renovate it, you know, uh, raise the rents a little bit and, and refinance. Right. So, um, so yeah, I'd been talking to these people for a couple months. Finally, I put in an offer. Um, which they accepted at 235. Um, and we closed on that one November 19th of 2021. Immediately went in there. Um, I had a couple guys out here. They went in there from July to November. That's how long I was working the deal. Yeah. yeah. And you had control of it the whole time? I did. There was a few hairy moments in there when they were like, Hey, are you serious about this? I'm like, yep, I'm serious. I'm going to take this down. Um, I had some things to get in order. Right. And, and that's just kind of how, like, were you conditional, like with an offer or anything, or you guys were just talking for five, six months about the deal? Well, no, I, so when I met them in June, you know, probably, I probably gave them the offer in August. And then, you know, you go back and forth. They wanted to, they're, they're a bit older. They're, they're an older couple. So they wanted to do everything by paper, right? So I was like going to my lawyer, getting them to draft it up, going to Staples, getting it printed, bringing it to them, getting them to sign it, bringing it back, taking it to their lawyer. So there was a few shifty moments in there. I'm not going to lie, but it's hard work. 
Yeah. 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 Finally, we closed closed on November 19th. Um, Went in there, renovated the place immediately. Uh, Had it done by mid-January, I guess, over Christmas and stuff. There was a bit of, you know, it's Christmas, right? So um, got a renter in there for March for $15.50 plus utilities, two bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then did the same thing, uh, refinanced. So we just did that refi and we did it uh we just got it closed like probably a month and a half ago on it uh actually um but again same thing with the appraiser appraiser came through i gave him a package showed him what we did buttered him up refinanced uh, the second one a month and a half ago yep yeah we just closed a month and a half ago on it yep mm-hmm. um and then how much did we pull out of this one at the uh so refinance that big, stage that was a big one and i didn't i didn't know with how the market was if we'd be able to pull my target was 350 on the reappraisal um so same thing appraiser package got him there talked to him buttered him up talked to him for a bit afterwards as well and you know during those conversations he's like do you have an idea of what you're expecting same as the other guy right and i was like yeah i'm thinking like 350 and in these appraisal packages we give them comparables too which are you know, we inflate the comparables a bit, right? But um delete that. Um uh, <laughs> edit, no, edit, guys. Uh let's take out that part. Okay. We pick the the we pick the best comparables to serve. Yes. Even if they're in yeah. on yeah. like Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> you should see some of the shit I've seen on appraisals, man. Oh yeah. my oh, god. Yeah. Okay, so we pulled out what a hundred grand? So that one we got reappraised at 345. Uh-huh. So we, yeah, ninety thousand dollars we pulled out. Ninety thousand dollars. And what's the cash flow? We bought it at two thirty-five. We put our twenty percent down. We had a mortgage for one hundred and eighty-seven grand. Um, got it reappraised for three forty-five. Uh, twenty percent LTV. So yeah, ni- we had ninety thousand dollars. And that so one what's what's great through. about these deals is that like if if the market goes the way that D Trent says it's gonna go, right? And that all these doomsdayers think it's going to go, who gives a shit out there? Like, it doesn't exactly. make a difference, mm-hmm. right? Does it? I don't think so. I'm afraid when you're cash that- flowing, if, you're inve- if your strategy is cash flow, yeah. then. And the price is gives, so low. Who like, gives a shit not- what the equity is at that moment, unless you're selling? Yeah. But you yeah, should so see, like- I mean, it's Toronto is driving down the. the Canadian averages, right? Like Canadian yeah. mm-hmm. is absolutely, or Toronto is absolutely destroying the Canadian numbers. Yeah. If you look at the other top cities and their declines right now, like they're, 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 they don't really matter much. Like there's not much in effect. So even if like Cornwall, it doesn't matter. $300,000 house if it goes down 40%, does it? So like I, if you have to refinance it, in two years or something. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, down it's, 40%. Yeah, it's under the um, like the Canadian average, like the median price. And so I don't think it's as uh, affected as greatly as other markets. 100%. Right? Agree. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. So, we talked about this with a guy from Saskatchewan. It's like they're just, right. the rates don't impact people as much when it's only a few hundred dollars one way or the other. Yeah. So exactly. Buyers are still going, eh, okay, Whatever. I'm getting a deal, but they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, like in Toronto. I have to pay 30% more mortgage payment every month. And my mortgage payment was already $2,500. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to butter that. So I missed the cash flow on this last one. Cause you pulled out 90, 700, $700. Net. And this is 700 net uh, split between the two of you. Yes. 
Okay. So it's just, that's what it is. Okay. Yep. yep. And you choose, so just the strategy here, you choose to leverage the property as much as possible. Because um, you're saying that one there, you took out 80% loan to value, which was the max. The last one was yeah. 75%. It was a B lender. So that was the max. So exactly. you've decided to leverage these properties as much as you can, as long as there is some cash flow. Yeah. After okay. having, you know, your reserves in the bank account. And the reserve. That's my next question. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're factoring in future repairs and maintenance management and vacancy. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Are you taking money out or you guys are just spinning the rent back into the, the deal? Um, we're just kind of leaving it in there right now. Um, He's paying for that talk. comfort in suites with that's that right, 350 right. bucks, Daryl. I need right? a good Wi-Fi. Somebody, so I, had to pay, I had to stay here, right? So yeah, somebody needs to somebody needs to pay those bills, they're, and that's what like, that's what you're doing right now is you're you're replacing your income exactly. with real estate investment income. Exactly, exactly. that's what you're doing. That's, one that's, one property at a time, and your strategy, which we're going to get into, because uh, at the end I really want to make sure because there's a ton of people listening to our show now compared to a year ago. And I want to find you some investors. So nice. uh, how many more deals we got to talk about? Just a couple more, right? Uh, yeah, I got, I got one more that I've done the burr on. We can talk okay. about that Let's one. Let's hear the and, whole thing on that one. Yeah. Okay. So deal number three is a, um, actually this one should have probably came second, but it's a triplex um, down here in Cornwall. I'm uh, noticing a progression here, TK. Do you? One, two, Fire three. Fire property. We got the triplex. Now we're on a triplex the duplex actually. So I don't know why, maybe I just led with the, the bigger burr on the second one, but they were very mm. close together. So we closed on that one, um, October 29th, no, September 29th of 2021. And it was, uh, guys, it was a shithole, like big time shithole. This house is a hundred years old. Um, there was it's a shithole in the armpit of Canada. Oh yeah. Like what could be better? Big time. But this one's the gem opportunity. That's that is a description for realtor.ca. <laughs> I wonder if any realtor has ever put investors, armpit, developers, right? Like the, the gem of the armpit of the shithole of Canada. If anyone from Cornwall watches this, no one's going to be willing to work with me anymore because they think I'm slagging their city. No, right? you're, you're pumping them up right now. That was uh, the you old better one. sell now before. before. Before you know what that kills the market. <laughs> Cornwall needed a little bit of a facelift. Yeah. That was it. it. They just needed some new capital to come in there and be yeah. motivated to invest because this is not a new issue. This is like a longstanding slumlord issue in Cornwall because 100%. people weren't putting money into their properties. And now guys like Zach, there's more than one guy right now in Cornwall doing this yeah. and they're all, you know, bringing up property values. Cornwall people should be kissing the, the floor that the investors are walking on. Because that's really what's happening is increasing values of the regular people in that area, big time. But they're taking away the opportunities from the single, like the first time home buyers. Okay. Uh, people no, are evil, don't now you know? there's investment into new construction. Yeah. Now they're going, oh, we've got enough population growth here to Ooh. justify. And the developers are all saying, let's start building again. They weren't building for a long this time. This was my next Cornwall. question. Yeah. Are there like signs up for pre-construction homes? Or yeah, are there they're building, building a lot. 30 story building in Cornwall now? Uh, they have a, uh, like an eight story building going up. They, I think they have some strict rules on like high rise buildings, anything over eight or 10. There's a lot of new houses being built out here, guys. A lot. Yeah. See, like tons. Good news for young people. Young people right? can afford to buy a new house when the land costs for the developers 25 grand. Right? I was at a, they can I, slap up a $450,000 townhouse or semi or something like that, that people would love to live in. For sure. You know, a couple minutes outside town. I was at a party last night and I was talking to one of my friend's uh, sons and he was like, 
I'm willing to move far away to afford a nicer house. And I was like, no, you're not. He goes, what do you mean? Of course I am. I said, like, your mom's going to make you come in at least every Friday night for dinner. How far are you going to drive? Two hours back? You're going to sleep at your mom's house every Friday night? Like, let's think this through a little bit. And he, he, he was like, oh, well, yeah, you're right. Like, she is going to make you do that. Are people really willing to move so far away? Like, is this really a thing now? Yes. Yeah, Hundred. it's becoming a thing? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I, I read right. an article. So I'll put it up right here. But they're saying people are moving around like crazy. So this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah 100%. Lot, lot, lots of people are, are realizing the cost of living is too crazy. Inflation is obviously high. Prices are high, whether they come down or not. Cost of borrowing. You're in your 20s and you're, you got a job that's got some flexibility. You're working yeah. at Amazon and Ajax. Why not go work for Walmart in Cornwall yeah. for the right. same pay? And I think people are really getting around the idea of renting instead of owning now too. Like it's starting to be more acceptable or or... It's like a default position for a lot of people, at least at the onset. I don't think it's as going to be or is viewed as negatively as it used to be. Out of necessity, more than anything. Yeah. Right? Well, especially in the, the big cities, but they'll, they'll want to buy in the smaller ones. All right, so this deal, can, can yeah. take, sorry, carry on to this tri triplex. Carry on. Uh, triplex, we, yeah, it was, it was in rough shape. Um, mm. There were some squatters there. We had to deal with that. Uh, we had to clean oh, up. How did you deal with that? <laughs> how did you deal Don't with the Don't leave out the best part, you can't Zach. skip over Come spotters. on. Honestly? Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I dealt with them like any other normal person would. I told them I would help them. Um, they weren't on the lease. So I said, listen, I'm going to give you till this day to get your stuff out of here. And you, you guys have to leave. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, I'm going to have to call the police or whatever I said. I'm going to have to drop a match in your unit. <laughs> I, was I wonder if that's really how the first squatters, house happened. Squ squatters were people who were not on the lease. Exactly. So these were people who had just moved in because their friend yeah. had the place at one point and then he passed it. it to another friend who passed it to another friend. And next thing you know, you got all these guys living there. You don't know. Exactly. The guy from the law who, who are not street. familiar with the Residential Tenancies Act because, you know, they're squatters. Because we don't give a shit. Yeah. So they Fuck said, you. they said, Kick me they out. said, okay, this guy seems serious and yeah. he's telling us to leave. He's going to call the police, but he's at least giving us a date. Yeah. And they all left. You know what? Yeah. Well, great. With, with a little bit of, uh, there was a few speed, Coercion. Way, but yeah. One of the guys that was living there wasn't on the lease. He lives, his father lives in New Brunswick. Yeah. So I gave him 500 bucks. I bought him a train ticket back. Incentive. To awesome. Good for you. He was ah. great. Smart. So, Honestly, what I'm noticing uh, about people that that are faced with the choice of moving out, it's not as bad as people perceive it to be. Yes, some people never want to leave and they'll be dicks about it. But sometimes people need a new lease on life and a, and a refreshing, a new scenario that kind of like maybe boost them up a little bit. I'm noticing that more than than the other way around. Now, I'm still very early in this and dealing with I people, have a new I have a new motto for your company. OK. Talk to me. Providing people of the armpit of Ontario a new lease <laughs> on life. This is perfect. This is great. Can we right? slip in a, the word butthole somewhere? <laughs> no. Come no, on. you know what? You, ha you handled that well. And yeah. honestly, and what you explained it is, is perfect is people get afraid of making those types of interactions and yes. not finding solutions. And if you lead with your heart and you open up your wallet, 
most of the times problems ah. get solved pretty quickly. Is yeah, that the order that works? Heart then wallet, or is it wallet then heart? I think or it's can you do it simultaneously? Yes, hundred percent. All, all I say is, look, I need you guys to leave. I'll help you out however I can. If that sounds like something you, you know, there's an easy way and there's a hard way to do it. I want to do the hard way. Through. Look like well, you got to go through the LTB and oh. you know, it's more of just a, Very a, a threat than anything, right? But it's true. Delete that edit editor. Delete that part. Okay. He's serious <laughs> and he means business. If you are a tenant at a property get that's at buys, he needs you out tomorrow. Hey, out. You can get paid to leave or you can stay for eight months and have nothing. Yeah. It's your choice, right? Yeah. Some people no, I, want to I know, stay and they want to cause havoc. Some people want to just take the money and start new beginnings, right? So look for dealing, some yeah. people, like a month or two of rent is a gigantic incentive. A month of rent and a moving truck yeah. and maybe a flat screen TV. Mm. 100%. Who isn't yeah. moving for that? I just okay, no, 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 Numbers on the triplex. Numbers, numbers on the triplex. <laughs> okay. Got those people out. Renovated that place. We bought, sorry, we bought that place for 250. Mm -hmm. uh, renovated that place. It's a one bedroom. Uh, currently getting $1,200, which has been rented since May. 1200 plus utilities. Yep. Um, the woman upstairs is still living there. Um, and then the two bedroom beside it, which is the third unit of the triplex just finished renovations, just signed a lease with a couple nice gentlemen from, um, London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to get 1700 plus utilities on that two bedroom. So we got 17, 12 and what's the lady that's already there paying It's 50 right now. 29, 35, 50 is the total. Did I do that right? TK? Yeah, we're, we're trying to get a $4,000 gross yeah. per month is what we're aiming for after obviously going through the process. So if we get a $4,000 a month gross, we'll be literally cash flowing $1,500. Okay. Yeah. The uh, yeah. refinance on that one. Refi. So we did the refi um, in um, April on that one. And that two bedroom unit wasn't fully renovated yet. So we got $350 on the refi without that um, that two bedroom being renovated, which is really good. Okay. So you didn't pull so any money out of this one? Yeah. So same thing. We got, uh, we got a line of credit, um, for $80,000. And, but, and what was your renovation budget, budget though? Uh, about 40, 45. So about $35,000. Yeah. Extra money on top from the, from the line of credit. Yeah, exactly. To, to be able to throw into another deal somewhere. And exactly. then once you get everything complete, you'll go for a, a refinance. Yes. We're going to do another refi once the upstairs unit is renovated as well. So we can yeah. show the bank that, you know, you have sufficient great rents actually, just so it's valued more. Right. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Plan on refine that one. So again, we just did a fixed rate on that one with the plan being to refi again, once everything's complete in six months or seven months. As well. And so your target would be to get it refinanced closer to 400,000. Fixed yeah. rate or variable. Uh, well, we did, we did, uh, sorry, variable. Did I say fixed? My yeah. With a, with a, with a line of credit, maybe with a line of credit. Sorry? It's a huge lot. Um, yeah. probably about, you know, a, a quarter acre lot development yeah. potential. I want to put a tiny home on the back. Tiny home. I really do. Yeah. So hang on a second here. Yeah. When we combine these three deals together. Yes, sir. What is the total cash flow? Uh, 15, seven, 22 and six. So 2,800 bucks split okay. between my partners and I, but so, so for everybody that is still listening at this point, 
okay? It took a year for Zach to get himself with no money of his own, $1,400, right? A month forever now. Here's even better though, because Zach, that's fantastic. You know, obviously it's great. But he also got for someone else. the investor... Yes. has had to do nothing because they got all their money back and they are still making that same year. amount of money that in Zach has. And they were sitting in their office in Toronto with their thumbs going, wow, this is nice. Yeah. Can't make sense and, out of these numbers Zach, around here. And Zach was doing Zach was doing the work. So I want to spend the last 10 minutes because Zach, you've got some other deals. Uh, some of our listeners might be looking for investments. They might be looking for a partner. They might be looking for somebody who could, you know, steer them and, and you may be that guy. So yeah, what right. you got some stuff on the table right now. So un- there's a lot of cash a on the sidelines. Elevator pitch here on what you would say to an investor who's listening to the show right now and how you might be able to partner up with them on some of the things that you already have got in the works or wow. future deals. Put me on the spot there. Um, okay. What would I say? Um, you don't have to get into numbers, but just, you know, the goals, yeah. just stick to the goals. So like I, I'm building this business. Um, I want, I want people that are like-minded as me. They're ambitious. They, you know, they want to get their money working for them because that's how you build wealth is by getting your money to build, to work for you. Right. So I'm looking for private investors, private funding. Um, and I'm also looking for joint venture partners on these properties, 50, 50. Um, I'm the active partner. I'm looking for money partners who will supply, you know, the down payment, closing costs, renovations. Um, what I'm targeting right now is guarantees, guarantees, guarantees. Yeah. These are all so far going into the partner's names. So far, we talked about this last show. Uh, yeah, yeah. So but far, you're working yes. towards having corpse that'll be owned. Yes, yes, Don't definitely mean. working towards that because. Um, Hold on, these are owned in the individual partner's name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, with partnership agreements. That's that's. Yeah, joint. Um, but joint doesn't bed. it cost a fortune to transfer that into a corp later? Don't you have to so pay I, a land transfer tax? The land three hundred thousand dollar property is like literally yeah, still. What's the point? Three thousand. Just incorporate a company. Well, when I got Qualifying. started, when I got started, my yeah. plan was oh. was to build a foundation um, with a few of these properties, start generating some passive income, and as you grow the business, then you know you you incorporate and you start finding you know general partners in different corporations, you know things like that, right? So I think mm-hmm. um, at that's first, the goal is to get is is to get to a uh, business model where you've got corporations owning the properties. Yes. So, so the partner would be a shareholder in those corporations, just like your uh, money partners are. And that's exactly. how everything is going to be broken down. Exactly. Yes. The partners own the home, home. Yes. And we have joint venture agreements signed me being 50, 50 owner of the property. Right. Wow. Yeah. I'll take eight of those, please. <laughs> yeah, it's good. No, I, yes. I guess it's, you it's, better it's, get it's, that uh, sorted out though. Soon. I would say like it should be. Yeah, we're, we're, in the process, we're in the process yeah, of it. Good. Yeah. So as a, as an investor, so I'm sitting at home right now, I'm watching the greatest real estate show on earth on I'm hearing earth. About Zach and his, and his uh, investment strategy. What would that look like? So you would bring me a deal. Yep. You'd say, here you go. Here's a property that I have under contract already, or I have a few. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I have a, pro- a contract, a property under contract already. Here yep. is my purchase price. Here's my renovation budget. Here's yep. my target rents. Here's my target completion date. Here's how we're going to finance this. There might be VTB or, you know, whatever it is that, that you've thought about already. And then this is our date that we will be refinancing or our target uh, refinance date. And here's yeah. the projected cash flow afterwards. 
and what the strategy would be over the next five, 10 years, whatever it is. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I literally, like I have a pitch deck that I haven't sent out yet, um, but it's pretty much complete. And I'm just going to start sending that to people. And all those details that you just mentioned are in this pitch deck. So and the if returns you are interested, are, you can get the contact info below. Yep. The, re the returns are infinite. This is what you are uh, working on is that this strategy is yep. not give me your money and I'll pay you back some of it. It's give me your money. I'll pay you back all of it. And then you're going to have a return afterwards. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It sounds it's like it's so far. I, I mean, with the numbers that I project, I'm, I'm trying to gun for all full, full burrs, but you know, they might not happen, right? You don't know what the market and everything. It just sometimes you got to leave a little money in the deal. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm targeting, you know, multifamily properties um, under 175 grand, which I have three or four under contract right now. Is and that just simply because of the investors and the people that you have uh, backing you? Um, like, is that like, a, is that a threshold on price? Like what, what is, I don't get it. So why, why have a threshold out of 175? Because I know the values of property. So when you go to refinance, that's the closest anything. So, under so that, duplexes and triplexes. Yes. 175 so or less. Four, but if you had yeah, a seven unit building. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, why I, are we doing a 10 you can, unit building? You can, you can scale that up a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Let's go for 10. Let's go for 10. TK, you oh, and me. Oh, let's go, 10, bud. 20. I got, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, I, I think with the 175, um, I know I can get close to a full burr out of the refinanced price. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. I'm finding them. I, uh, yeah, I closed on a property August 2nd, a duplex for 160. So how long does it take nice. to get to Cornwall from here? Uh, I live in Scarborough near Mr. TK. So about three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Yeah. But the more I'm here. There's no holes in this. There's where are the holes, TK? Find a hole. TK, you know that there's a hole somewhere. On, on, honestly, the, the, hole? the strategy is sound, right? It's just the, the mindset has to be it's a long-term hold. And so you yeah. have to be willing to know that the market could fluctuate and that, you know what, that equity might not uh, come to you as fast as, as you want it to come, but the cash flow will be there and that your position will be secured, right? With the property yep. and you're an owner of the property as the investor. And obviously, you know, Zach's got his, uh, partnership agreement and like anything else, if you hold on to it with real estate, eventually it'll come out. Okay. But the main thing is, is there is no perfect investment. So everyone has to know what the risks are, but exactly. this strategy is a much better investment, like 10 times than going and buying a pre-construction condo, buying yeah. some property in the GTA where your negative cash flow a thousand dollars a month, yeah. going and trying to buy a property in an area that you don't know anything about, and trying to do what Zach is doing because you need to learn all these things. And then how are you possibly going to go and facilitate all the work, right? Like Zach's taking care of all that management, the renovations, yeah. helping yeah. you with the financing, finding the properties, getting the deals, negotiating them knowing the appraisals, sweet talking them with double doubles and peanut butter cookies, all those right. things. Is what the Manipulating is. the appraisals. This, this is why the results will be better with his strategy compared to someone else just going out there and doing it on their own and saying, you know what, the market's going to go up and I can't lose. Those guys are the ones that get burned in this yeah. market. Well, and it's also, the, I think a very important part of the strategy, which I don't know if you're implementing or not, but you don't have to buy something until it actually hits right until it hits all the metrics you yeah, just yeah. buy something because you know somebody's got money that they want to invest with you and you for something this is when this method starts to break down yeah exactly. when people start getting a little sloppy yeah 
exactly. I know that that 175 purchase price on a, a duplex will hit a burr. So for mm -hmm. me, um, you know, I'll run the numbers, but I know that that's the number, right? So, and it's a burr and here, that's and here's enough the, to like, it's, it's like a amount enough to just buy another house. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Zach, Zach being the, the partner who's doing the work, right? The legwork here. This is where, and I, I tell this with, with people when they are going to um, do tenant selection on their properties. I say, use your property manager because they're going to be the ones placing the tenants who they're going to be dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. So they're going to be thinking about themselves when they're choosing those tenants. So when you're going to invest and you're buying a property with somebody who's going to be doing the work and benefiting from the cash flow, you damn well know that they're going to be <laughs> making sure it's a good deal. It's not just spending your money and moving on, like maybe a real estate agent or you know someone who's just commission-based and gets to move on you're actually going to be partnering with somebody where they're going to be taking care of that. Like it's their own money because they know if they don't make money, if you don't make money that they don't make money. And yeah. that's where the, the protection is that I, that I've seen in these type of uh, businesses. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Amazing. Very, well, very good. That was, a, that was a good year. Yep. It was. I, uh, I closed Successful. on a, I closed, Success. on a I closed on a duplex on August 2nd for 163. Nice, nice. And I'm closing on a single family on August 31st on a quarter acre lot, which was just an incredible deal that we couldn't pass up. So um, onward and upward, boys. Onward and upward. Yeah, and, and you go, said you baby. got a couple more under contract or those are the ones that those you're Those are the ones he's closing. To? No, I have, uh, I have oh. a triplex under contract and in negotiations with uh, a woman that owns two duplexes. Uh, yep. I'm going to try and snag both of those duplexes for 350. So hit that 175 mark again. Yeah. Um, so I have to send her a proper agreement, but I, we, we should, it was a handshake deal. So I'm pretty sure her husband, unfortunately, her ex-husband passed away uh, about six months ago and it's just been way too much for her for a few months. So, and I knew her husband a little bit. I actually had a deal with him in place, but he unfortunately passed away during uh, his vacation. So she had called me um so she just wants to offload these properties right so yeah, relationships that's the value oh. the value in buying right is the relationships we've had like we've had guys on the show with 100 million dollar plus portfolios and everybody talks about the same thing yeah relationships how do you buy right it's about making relationships with agents yeah. with sellers with owners with landlords with property managers with appraisers with mortgage brokers i talk to everybody out here everybody i see people at walmart i see people yeah. you know i talk to everybody right yeah, oh so. for sure you should be hanging out at that walmart distribution center absolutely <laughs> right with a for rent sign like a sandwich you guys need a place you guys need a place to stay hey what you, how much are you making here all right you can get the three bedroom that's right that's right <laughs> awesome. amazing thank, well thank for, you for your time again sir no problem for you congratulations we well Keep done work. and uh Contact info we're going to put in the uh, description comments. below. Yeah, It'll be what? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Jake Ella Investments uh, on Instagram. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyone wants to talk, wants to chat, uh, partner up, feel free to re reach out to me and uh, let's start building together. Awesome. Yeah, in a crazy market, we have There's a deals to be had. And there oh, are great deals time to, buy. to be had. It's a great time to buy. <laughs> <laughs>